What's up, guys? This is the Keeping It 90 Sports Podcast. I am Guardian. This is Dylan. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram at Twitter at Keeping It 90 Sports. Comment, like, do whatever you want. Just give us attention, please. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, bro. Episode two. Obviously, we got to talk about the Nets. Freaking Nets. And Harden. I don't know. You want to talk about Kyrie's madness first, or you want to talk about... I don't... Okay, Kyrie's just insane. He's just lost it. He doesn't want to play basketball anymore. He doesn't want to do anything anymore. He just, he like wants attention. He, he keeps flipping from wanting attention and then not watching, wanting attention. The dude's like, like might actually be bipolar. Yeah, like before the season even started, he said he's not, he's not going to talk to the media. Yep. But then like kept talking to the media and saying yeah. stuff. He keeps like saying stuff unprovoked. Yeah, he said he told the media, "I'm not going to talk to the media." Then they find him, and then he said, yeah, "He said, he said, I hope it goes to a good cause or whatever." Then talking more to media, just, and then they keep, they ask him more questions, and then he talks more. I don't know. He's clearly not. He's clearly talking to the media. He's getting all mad at the media for portraying him in a weird way, but they keep portraying him in a weird way because he keeps saying things. Yeah. That are like he's saying by himself, like not provoked or like misconstrued, but from what he said, like. Like, if it's just the flatter thing, for example. Like, who prompted him to say that? He just said it. Yeah. Or the, back. Yeah, I'm not going to talk to the media. He just said that. I mean, he, he just, just keeps saying attention. stuff like that. It's, he called the pawns. You see that one? Yeah, he called them pawns. I, <laughs> a lot of people don't like media, and it's true. I get that. They, they do, I get they that. do steer the, like, uh, narrative, mm-hmm. and they do all that. But it, I just... You don't want to Pons, disrespect yeah. some people doing their jobs. Pons is just like disrespectful. It, it may seem like he controls them when it's he doesn't. He has no control over them. That's like the whole point That's of media. Why yeah, and he just they they do what they want. But I mean, he keeps feeding into them. But I mean, we'll see if and when he comes back. I mean, I haven't heard from him since the what happened. He went to the party, or he went to he had a family party. He wasn't wearing a mask. Was, yeah, and then or no, he said he didn't want to play. And then you, they got caught at the family party, so that was obviously why he didn't want to play. And then still hasn't come back. And they just said he's dealing with some shit. Yeah, he was on some Zoom call with like the New York senator or, or something, some weird, some representative, just some random Zoom call. He was there. And then like today, I heard like heard he's working on his conditioning and he'll be back soon. I'm like, well, why is he working on his conditioning? He should have just been playing. Yeah. And and he, why is he out of shape? Exactly. And I he I know he'd said. Like I think before, right before the bubble, like he would say, like he'd give up everything for the social justice thing, and he really wants to be part of that. And that, I mean, you should be, you should be want to be part of that and stuff. But I think he's really hurting his ability to help that because he's kind of, like right now he's looking very flaky and like what what's going on? Like how do you trust this guy? And that's I feel like you wouldn't want to take a message from that guy when he could be doing it like you know getting his platform and being the you know the respectful team leader who's there for his teammates and it it helped like get his message out there right. a little bit more if he didn't seem so f- like just flaky and just weird about stuff yeah, yeah, he's you, not handling it like the right way I think yeah no I agree like you have and that, that was that was like the big thing in the bubble when they talked about potentially going home I thought it was like I thought that was a bad idea I'm glad they decided to say because you have you have the platform use yeah. it but yeah. I don't know he just he's not quite all there I mean maybe he'll end up figuring it out obviously I hope he comes back because it's gonna blow up the nets but yeah <laughs> um Okay, so Katie Harden. Okay, on, uh, and on Katie's point, before we get to Harden, it, it almost makes you wonder if he was like, "Hmm, should I have stayed in Golden State? Did I pick the wrong guy? Like, what's going on in his head? We're two weeks in, and you already don't know. He's like, where's Kyrie? Like, mm-hmm. Where's my guy? We came to Brooklyn, you know, not a very successful franchise, mm-hmm. 
and I chose Kyrie to be my running mate, and now he's not here. Mm. Which this Harden thing is going to help that out a lot. Well, yeah, that was the other thing. So apparently, when they like before the season started, when the Nets were making a run at Harden, it apparently was it was KD was pushing all of it. KD wanted him. He's like, let's get him, let's get him, let's get him, let's get him. Kyrie didn't want him. And I I don't doubt it. Yeah, because Kyrie didn't want him. He he wants to be the man and the leader, but also doesn't want to be there. But if Harden's there, that's yeah. a primary ball handler who's going to fac- facilitate and dribble. Yep. And if there's, I don't know how that's going to work. And Kyrie obviously was like. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work either. I don't want that either. But, well, I mean, we'll see if they eventually play together. Uh, yeah, again, I think I just it's not a coincidence that this happened was like right after Kyrie started having issues, that the trade happened right after Kyrie. Oh, yeah. they, this, they, 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 Lynette had to make this trade. Yeah. Because at the end of next year, Katie's a free agent. And if he's just got Kyrie just showing up sometimes, not showing up, there's no guarantee they re-sign him. They had to make a move to keep him there. Yep. Dude, the Nets sold everything again. They Dude, did it again. Just like the fucking when they KG did, yeah, and Paul Pierce. KG and Paul Pierce back this, in the day. They got, they got rid of all their picks, all their future. This will be a lot more worth it because Harden's still in his prime. Yeah. And they KG's still good. They'll still be, they'll be good. They won't be, they're not washed like KG and Paul Pierce were. Right. But it's still a big risky move. They didn't it's, have a first yeah. round pick for forever. It's weird that they like, would make... A, like the same mistake twice I mean again who knows they might actually win at all they could be actually be successful but who yeah. knows if it's a mistake but the same move the same kind of move with the same intentions in mind twice different GM this time too mm-hmm. it's like a different guy I think yeah, it might be a different hire, owner yeah. too why did they hire this guy yeah, just to do the same thing yeah I don't know that one's uh, yeah so now that Harden's on the nets I like Harden and KD that is elite and that's a great team in the East. Kyrie and Katie would have been a good team in the East. Yeah. But I just don't I don't know how it'll work with all three of them. Right. Because if you're going to have Harden coming up, you know, dribbling, you know, get, either getting his shot or passing it to somebody, to Katie or whoever's open, like Joe Harris or whatever, and they're hitting threes, what's Kyrie going to be doing? Because he's going to, you know, he wants to do his thing right. and he dribble to get his shot. As much. And I, I don't know if... If like someone's got to take a back seat, like can be the third guy. It's gonna be Kyrie. It, it should be Kyrie. Has to be but Kyrie. Kyrie doesn't like you know Kyrie doesn't He's want not, that. He doesn't. He know, doesn't want that at all. Absolutely not. Like he going into this season, he probably. I mean, he probably saw him and KD as equals. Yeah, which is wrong from the yeah, yeah right. He's a, he's definitely a number two guy. But yeah, and then now he's like you know the number three guy because you're gonna. I mean, as far as running point, you want James Harden to play point. He's, he's gonna facilitate. He actually pass. passes. He gets people open. He creates for his teammates. He has. He just, you know, does the easy lob when he drives in. It's. He's just so much better at getting the team, his teammates involved. Kyrie wants to dribble and score, and he can. Some, you know, he's he's an okay passer. He's, yeah, he's not. Sometimes. He's not. That's not what he's looking to he, do. No, absolutely not. And neither is James Harden. But the thing is, James Harden is much more willing. Yeah, and, that's yeah. And I saw, I saw someone talking about like, if anyone's gonna take a back seat. Harden would be the most willing because he's been like in the six man role and been like not the main guy, which I don't know, which is kind of weird. And it'd be, it would allow Kyrie to run it more and James Harden to spot up and shoot, but I don't, that's not what you want. That's not why you get James Harden. Like, that's, yeah. And I, I think, like, I don't know if Harden would be willing to do that, but he shouldn't have to be. Kyrie should be the one willing to be the third or 2B or whatever he wants to be. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I, I don't know how it's going to work. But that's, yeah. And as far as, like, isolation scoring goes, Kyrie's the worst one out of the three. 
Which is and, it, and he wants really the ball good. the most. Yeah, exactly. It is ridiculous. But that's just how good Harden and KD are. Right. There's just I don't know. Again, they have to. They have their team needs so much. They got rid of a lot. They're gonna have to stack up on defense. They're gonna need a better bench. But as far as the regular season goes, they're just they're gonna blow every team out. They're just they shoot lights out. Yeah, I and mean, you can't really stop. Them. I just I, and also I'm wondering like the big game, the big shot. Who yeah. gets it? Because you know they Kyrie wants to take that. Mm-hmm. And you know Kyrie and Katie are better clutch shot makers, I think, than Harden. But it's also it's like all three of them are have been that guy for their team, or believe they were that guy for that their team, their whole career. I don't know, Harden's up there. And he no, he's good. Ky- Kyrie and Katie are just real clutch too. Yeah, they just got they're just really that's, good that's, everywhere. Yeah, that, that's that's tough to say. That's just how loaded that team is. They're. I mean, it's probably the best, most three talented players on the same team. And I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm almost 100% sure if it was coming down to that clutch moment and it was James Harden dribbling and he gets cut off, he'll pass to KD for the shot. And KD would do the same to Harden. But is Kyrie going to make that pass or is he going to try and I don't think force so. a shot? No, that's a good point. I, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think, I, I agree. James Harden, I think, would. And I, I think Kevin Durant, which is weird to say, has been like the best model of a teammate, of a good teammate throughout his career I guess consistently yeah and he's, he's like a he's more selfless like yeah he'll, and he, yeah exactly like he's easily the best player on every team he's been on but he he's not taking every shot and like he'll pass it like when he's on the Warriors he's the best player but he know he knew like Curry was the more important person on that team and he would give him the ball when he needed to or Clay Thompson or whoever he wouldn't be forcing up 30 shots when he didn't have to hmm. uh I guess I saw it a little bit differently. I still think Steph was a better player just because the whole team was built for him. On that specific, on that team, Katie's the better player, but for that team, Steph Curry just fits the team. I don't know. Even it's still his, now, it's man. Team. Like I just I, I look at what Steph's doing now. I I don't. He's back to being the guy, and it's hard to even like it. It's hard to count him out as a top even three player in the world. Curry? Yes. Oh, absolutely, dude. He's insane. Yeah. And he he's been disreused. I mean, the back to back MVP was it both unanimous or just the first time? The second time. Okay, they're just sorry, just the second time. Unanimous MVP. I mean, the dude is just he's good. And then KD came, and obviously KD's stats were a little bit better. So you know, it was it was KD's team, but it was never really KD's it, team. It was Steph always Curry's team. It was they were built around Steph. They would lose they would lose more games when Steph sat out than compared to KD. Uh, yeah. It's always been about Steph. I mean, he's just a better leader. He can lift your team. He gets everyone going. And that's the thing. That so, Katie, he he's not he's not so much the leader, like organize your team together and get them going. He's just raw talent scoring basketball players. Right, saying he's better. Curry, he's got all that other stuff. Yeah, and Curry, I mean, gets you involved whether you're setting four screens for him or just the one handing the ball to him. Like his off ball movement works everywhere. And KD is very good off ball too. Don't get me wrong. Like that's that's what's made him a better teammate than um, you know Harden and Kyrie. But I I just I, Steph is so good, man. Yeah, I don't he, think there was a point where KD was better than Steph. Really? And dur- like during the, the Warriors team? run, during the Warriors run. Steph has always been the focal point. He has been the best player. It has always been about him. And whether, I mean. That's why their team was good. It's right. Curry. 100%. That's why their team was the elite team. 100%. Yeah. I mean, uh, 73 and 9. How do you even argue with that? Yeah. And, okay, I'm about to I'm about to go off in the past real quick. Because I've, I've been holding this one in for a while. People make it out like the 73 and 9 Warriors choked in the finals. 
Absolutely not. They played up to their... They played at the highest level. Yeah. They were absolutely... They played like a 73-19. and 19. They did not fall apart. They played crazy well. They shot super well. They had good defenders. They had everything going. They just went up against... LeBron, who literally had to lead in every stat, which is inhuman. Yeah. They went... Uh, it was... I mean, it's an, it was an unstoppable force versus an immovable object. Yeah. The 73-9 Warriors did not choke. They played to their complete and full potential and just came up five points short. I, I mean, greatest team of all time, greatest player of all time. I mean, someone's got to lose. Exactly. And I mean, they got one early, the year before. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they, again, they, it went to seven games and... They, the, the Cavs snuck it out by five. Like I said, if if the Warriors never got KD, I would not have been surprised if the Warriors were right back in the finals oh, yeah. and beat the Cavs the next year. They were just that good. Yeah. Like, they, like either team could have won it. They didn't need KD. And, I mean, again, they just they got KD. KD just made it KD easy. Made, him, made it easy, and we forgot about Steph, but Steph is back, and Steph is, in my opinion, the second best player in the NBA. That's honest to God what I think. He's good. I've just I've always had a love for Steph. I've just never I've never doubted him. He, the man can do it all. And he's even doing it this year without his without Clay Thompson. Exactly. Spread it out, which exactly. is impressive. I mean, you took they took so much away from them. And Draymond Green's not what he used to be, but he's still there. I mean, he's still their their team is not as good as it was obviously when they were the pre KD the pre Kevin Durant days. But they don't have like the same depth and stuff. But all you need is Curry. And the rest to kind of figure itself out. Yeah. All right, we kind of straight aside there. I, yeah, I had, we really went on a tangent. I was just, was just angry. But I've been thinking about it for so long because I see it all the time, bro. I see all the comments and just, oh, seventy three and nine doesn't have a ring to it, man. Fuck you. You're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. You don't know shit about basketball. You don't know shit about sports. You don't know how fucking hard it is. They literally had to, to play out of their mind, like, like the Cavs did, to beat them. Yeah. To scrape it out. To, Exactly. Straight out. They played out of their mind. So, if you if you think the seventy three and nine Warriors choked, leave. <laughs> no one's watching this anyway. That one. Hey, one guy. There's one guy's watching. He's like, "Fuck, damn." Come back. I'm just we kidding. literally just abused our only fan. <laughs> God, that was bad. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we were at Katie. Not, went off on that little tangent. Now it's the, the hardened part of this whole thing. Is that harder part? Harden part. Harden. Which also could be the harder part. Because I know you had a good take on how things went down in Houston. I know a lot of people, including myself, like, I didn't like how it went down. I don't like him just throwing his team under the bus after nine games. Nine games, he's like, we're just not good enough. When he has total control of who the who they get. So it's really his fault. It, yeah, it was... Like I said, I, I tried to just like put myself uh, in Harden's shoes if the situation. I, I he did his team dirty, no doubt, and I don't like that because I thought they actually had a pretty solid team this year. One of the uh, probably, I mean, p- potentially the best team he's had in his time in Houston. But so, I mean, I so I understand why he did what he did and you know demanded a trade and said I'm done here, I'm done here, and he had no reason to disrespect the team. And the, like I said, because the, the guy has really had one of the most difficult primes. Yeah. Absolutely has. So, I mean, getting to the Rockets, you know, he, he still wasn't, when he got there, he wasn't like fully established. You know, he wasn't like a for sure. He wasn't what he is today. Like he was Wesley. a six man going to, then going exactly. to the Rockets. Exactly. So, it, it took him a few years going there. And then, you know, as he's entering his prime, the Warriors are established. Like, right around the same, the Warriors are established. And the Warriors, you know, they, they win the one championship. And then they're the seventy-three and nine Warriors, 
and these, again, so those, these are tough teams that Harden has to go against in the Western Conference. Also, with like the Clipper, like the Lob City Clippers, and mm-hmm. teams like that, still in the West too. I mean, the West had some good teams, but I'm just going to focus on the top. Okay. Just because the Warriors, that's an absolute juggernaut of a team to go against, and he was, you know, basically alone. But so then you have the Warriors, the 39 Warriors, and then just the year after that, then they become the KD Warriors. And they have that whole new that whole era, and he has to go up against them. And no one's taking them. No one's taking that war- healthy Warriors team. No, no one. Uh, that's why they won back to back. That's why they won a one a third if they didn't lose three of their five starters. So he had to go against them. And he lost Chris Paul in one of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Chris Paul's game seven. He, like they they finally they almost put it together and almost did take them down, which is mind boggling to even think about. And Chris Paul got hurt game seven. So again, he he did he, he, you know the whole Dwight thing, the Chris Paul thing, and the Westbrook thing. He's done all his teammates dirty, but he had to go against the Warriors for all of that. And then finally, just the last or two years ago, when the Warriors are they're gonna disband, KD's gonna leave. They're looking like a regular team again. LeBron and AD roll up, and they're just do- and then four one them. They they're dominating the conference. It's it's it was basically un- like he's gone against almost unfair teams his whole career he finally hit a breaking point and said i'm done i'm done here i went out it's so you say that it, i guess it makes sense because he has to go against you know all of a sudden he has to go against these super super teams basically i mean especially the warriors especially with katie that's just ridiculous mm-hmm. it, but i i I'm trying to like he get he got to pick all these stars like dwight was still Closer to Prime Dwight, so he was still solid. Didn't yeah. work. Gets Chris Paul, one of the best point guards of our generation, for sure. And, I mean, it was working, but then they fell short in the playoffs because Chris Paul's known to get injuries, and yeah. but they also missed a trillion threes in a <laughs> yeah. row. Yeah. And then he goes and, like, all right, I want another guy, Westbrook, which probably wasn't the best fit because no. Westbrook's not a great fit for most people. So, But, I mean, he's sitting there picking these teams. Like, yeah. I just I feel like they're always missing a third part, like a third yeah. person. But oh. but again, he doesn't work well with any other stars. Do you have something else you want to say? Uh, yeah, keep talking. I got to think of it. Okay, I, I mean, but he just yeah, it's it was always kind of a two man show there, and it oh. didn't work with Dwight. It didn't work with Chris Paul. It didn't work with Westbrook. Obviously, Harden was it was the root of the problem. They got rid of D'Antoni too. Harden was kind of the root of the problem. Just I love him as a player. Piss poor team chemistry. Yes, he is a, a hard guy to, and, uh, so to work with. I I, I don't like. Katie kind of started this. People people would say LeBron started this, but I would very much disagree. But I, I just these like Katie when he went to the Warriors and Harden now. It just seems like they're really searching for an easy way to win a championship. Like it's not supposed to be easy. Like it's not an easy thing to win a championship. Right. It's supposed yeah. Like like the Warriors won their championship the first one and then we're seventy three and nine, but. They weren't easy. They had to beat mm-hmm. good teams, the Thunder, the Rockets. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. down three one to the Rocket or the Thunder one year, and it's, the, it's, it's the a year tough before thing. KD left. <laughs> yeah, and they were they, they had a tough series with the Cavs the first time, even with all the injured players, because it's not it's not an easy thing. No. And they just want it to be easy. And Harden even said it after his first game with them. He's like, "Man, playing with these players, it's really easy." And it's like, I mean, yeah. I I, I, I know you're saying that's kind of throwing shade. Yeah, and he, he said something else where he's like, "I didn't disrespect anyone." I was like, "No, you did. You did." But it, they're looking for the easy way. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, I don't, it's kind of, you should want to earn it a little bit more. It's I understand like wanting better teammates, yeah. but when you've had really good teammates throughout your career and it just hasn't worked, 
and then you just hop ship onto another team. Mm-hmm. This isn't exactly like Katie to the Warriors because they're not as established and right. like just as good as they were, but mm-hmm. it's still just going to the next, the, another top five player in the league and right. another top and it's something player it's, in the league. Yeah, and there's the part that KD is, was recruiting him so hard to get that other it's Especially, yeah, and then KD leaves the Warriors to, mm-hmm. you know, maybe try and do that where he can get his own championship without having to One say he wrote... of Kyrie, KD would have been beautiful. He didn't have to ride the coattails of Curry or whatever, but then he's sitting there recruiting the best scorer in the league. That's not mm-hmm. KD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's... Because people, you know, people give Dray- uh, Draymond Green shit because, you know, the whole crying uh, <laughs> crying in the parking lot after losing to yeah. the LeBron and the Cavs. And that he, whole thing. That, that's kind of, that one was kind of funny because it's like he wasn't, at least he wasn't the star player going right. and recruit. Like, it's not Steph Curry on the phone. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't like trying it, to make it easy. Like, it when, just LeBron, seems, yeah. when LeBron left Cleveland to go to Miami, he's going to, first off, play with his best friend. And he brought Bosch, but they had to build it. It wasn't like an established team. No, absolutely not. And it was after, what, nine, eight, how, how many years were they there? Eight years with the Cavs or however yeah. many years where they just would not get him a good team around him. Like, he took yeah. scrubs to the finals. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's just, it, so he wanted, you know, to get better players, which makes sense. But to just, like, search for the easiest way and go, hey, that team won a championship and is the best team in the league. And I'm, like, top five player. I'm going to go hop on their team yeah. to make them just ridiculous. It's just it's like a it's just a lack of competitiveness. Yeah. I mean, it's like anything. I mean, if we're playing like some sport or some game with our friends, and you know the teams are un- uneven, it becomes not as fun. Exactly. Yeah. If you're exactly. On the, if you're on the stack team, and it's not fun to play with shitty players. Right. Like you don't want to play with bad players. Right. But Harden had a team that was built around him. Mm-hmm. He had shooters. He had dudes that would take pretty much the whole defensive responsibility. Yeah. So he wouldn't have to. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the team was built for him. I mean, it, they were not they're not bad teams by, by any means it wasn't a LeBron Cavs situation or anything like that right so I just uh, yeah, I, don't know. I just yeah it's it's I don't know it, it does seem like it's I, I again I feel like Harden was kind of pushed to that breaking point but I, there's I don't know the K, I feel like this was a chance for Katie to to prove himself but I, that and I really I wish I, I wish the Harden to the Sixers would have happened yeah. I think that would have been better because they, they have shooters and they have Embiid, but I mean it wasn't. It, that's not a guaranteed Finals appearance in their mind, so they didn't I mean, want to at, do it. At this point, if the if the Nets don't win at all, it's like a monu. It's it's monumental bust. Oh yeah. With how much they're talking, how much they're, they're stacked, did we how, how much many hyped how up? many picks they give? Four picks and four swaps. Every yeah. So I, I mean, just... and the depth of their team. So if it doesn't work in the next this year or next year, and then what if KD leaves and Harden leaves? Now the Nets are stranded again. Yeah. You no said chip. something earlier about. Um, you, you said KD. You said the I don't know. You said something about like KD, like in, or started the super team thing. Is like that what you said, like like taking the easy, like try, trying to take okay, like the super easy, easy road easy to the way. finals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I, I, the whole super team thing. I when because people uh, there's a lot of people pretty much just haters that will want to say you know LeBron started the super team I mean, really there was there have been super teams long forever. before that long before that so what LeBron started he didn't start the super team he started the movement of players optionally moving themselves in their prime yeah instead of letting the management and owners 
dictate where they go. They're he's, also he's, yeah. evening the playing field. Being right. like, I signed this contract, you signed it, you can trade me, so I can demand my trade or my free agency or whatever. He started like players choosing their own, choose your own path, basically. Yeah. And demanding more authority and more, like, because before that it was basically like, it, it, it was almost like the players were owned. It was like, you're here, you're meant to stay here, you're going to you accept, for your you're gonna accept what I pay you. Yeah, you're going to accept your contract, you're going to accept what I pay you, you're going to accept what teammates we give you, and that's it. And we can trade you, though. Exactly. But it's also, you signed the yeah. contract for me to be on this yeah. team, and so did I. So I can, mm-hmm. I should be able to do what I want too. Right. And so I, yeah. That's and no matter, it's always been like you know, there's obviously ne- negotiation has been around for years, so they still negotiate their contract things like that. But LeBron launched forward the whole like, basically like the invention of free agency. And that's what's taken basketball off in the last, like... The popularity of... The popularity and how big free agency is. So people love to watch the season, the NBA fans. Yep. But the popularity doesn't trail off in the offseason because it's so exciting. Mm Mm-hmm. And the super... Like, super teams aren't a bad thing. Like, like like big stars teaming up, like Kawhi and Paul George to Clippers or AD and LeBron in L.A., it's not a bad thing. Not at all. When you're just trying to... When you're the Warriors and you have top three player in the league and then... You're the top. You're the other top three player in the league, and you come and hop on this team that's already the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. You start to lose the competitiveness. Right. So again, that's why people. That's why people will say it's the same as LeBron. Oh, he went to this team. It's the same as LeBron. But it was. It's way different. It was way different. You just explained this way different. I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna go into that. But again, LeBron basically did the whole league and NBA and players a favor by doing what by doing that and making it big by going on the making it uh, public on TV and making it live. That was obviously a little over the top and a little bit too much, but it sparked a lot of controversy. And then since then, we've seen many more players demand trades. And people in free agency, they'll the just place. leave. They'll, they're, yeah, they're talking to me. The players are talking to each other about where they want to go, who they want to team up with. Hey, you know, we're both in our prime. Let's do this. And it's it sparked so much more. Players weren't doing that before. No, not at all. It was either they get traded mm-hmm. or they wait for free agency, but their free agencies didn't match up a lot of the time mm-hmm. with other guys. You see people now like almost planning their contract to match up with other people. No, oh, yeah. So they can do that exactly, and just to get them option. There, people are the players are getting smarter about it. So, I mean, LeBron and it's not LeBron. it's not bad for the league because there's still a lot of good teams. Right. Like the whole West is good. There's like five or six teams in the East that are mm-hmm. legit. So I, I feel like it's just and it's because and player and teams can like you know they can build like I mean just take a look what the Nets did they didn't have shit they yeah. didn't have anything but they built you know they built a solid squad they built a bunch of guys and they kept room for two max slots so they could do this and sign two big two big time players exactly and it, and it leads to like even with Harden going to the Nets it seems like a super busted easy team to, like, win a championship with, but it's still going to be interesting to see how the chemistry fits. Like, it's not a guaranteed thing. Like, Katie the Warriors, that was more of a guaranteed thing. Because they were just so set and knew what to do, and it was, yes. like, like, at worst, you got a spot-up shooter. In I Katie. mean, clearly, Katie and Harden were still looking for that easy access, but it's not going to be like that this time, which mm-hmm. is what also what makes the move right. and these types of moves interesting. Right. It's just right. to see it's fits. Not, on yeah. s- it's not on the same scale of Katie's at all. And, I mean, That's who doesn't want to... Like, you watch, like, an All-Star game, you're like, man, could you imagine if these two guys were on a team? Mm-hmm. It's possible. Mm-hmm. It's literally it possible in any year on any team yep. for the most part. It's just, it's teams just, uh, it's just, it's great for the league, basically, is yeah. my point. All right, I'm kind of sick of talking about the Nets. Yeah. Tired of that. They had, they had Actually, I, let's go back into the Rockets. They, the Rockets won that trade as much as the Nets won. Absolutely. Yeah. So they got what? Oladipo and a bunch of picks. 
Yeah. And Oladipo's a solid player. I mean, the shooting guard. You just filled your shooting guard slot with a guy that wants to play, wants to and win. He's not going to. not selfish. Yeah, he won't be like the that cancer type of personality. <laughs> he can be a team player. Again, I don't know too much about Victor Oladipo like as a guy, but he can sing really well. He can sing? He's a really good singer. All right. But that's, <laughs> that's a funny, that is a weird fact. I just, I, it, you just threw me off so Sorry. badly. Sorry. I was not expecting that. But he's, but, but he's also, he's a hungry guy. The whole Rockets team is going to be just dumb hungry. After yeah. this guy just comes up, basically recruits Boogie over, says he wants John Wall, not Westbrook, gets John Wall, and then is like, yeah, yeah these guys, these guys aren't very good. I don't want to play with these guys. I want to go somewhere yeah. else. Like, could you, and John Wall, off of two years of not playing basketball, is going to be Hungry as hell, and now he's getting disrespected mm-hmm. for no reason. He's balling out right now. Yeah, and, and they got the Christian Wood guy who's balling out. Like Dude, he's so good. Yeah, and they're just gonna be like, "What is this?" I wouldn't be surprised if they got to the conference finals mm-hmm. and the Nets didn't. Yeah, like if that happened, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, again, unlikely, but I, I wouldn't be shocked. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's something that definitely could happen because they have a solid team. They know they're, they still have PJ Tucker there just for just pure defense. John Wall's a good defender. Oladipo's a good defender. Now we can see what their new coach can actually do. That's another yeah. thing is that he just gave this guy no shot. Yeah. No shot. Brand new coach. He probably, he probably just came in and then basically said, like, all right, guys, I have a slightly different game pl- offensive game plan. Harden's like, fuck that, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. Went right back to D'Antoni. They're <laughs> like, Harden, you're averaging uh, 16 to 17 dribbles per game. We're going to try and knock that to 14. No. Nope. Said fuck that. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, what are they, like? What did even like getting the new coach even do? We all know that James Harden it, is just, was going to do the same exact thing. Yeah, was he like I mean, different defensive sets? I'm sure something because D'Antoni is more offense, no defense type of guy. I mean, we all know what their offense was going to be, but again, now that he's off the team, their offense can flow so much better. They have a great facilitator in John Wall. Mm-hmm. They have just they got shooter. They got Gordon and PJ Tucker to shoot. Mm-hmm. Oladipo. And Christian Wood, I mean... Christian Wood's good, bro. Yeah, he's having yeah. a big-time, most improved type season. I was look, I was like, I was kind of thinking about it. Uh, Christian Wood and, like, and uh, Bam Adebayo, they're like the perfect prototype of a, of a big man today. Of what big men should, like, like, like younger generation, look, they should look at them too. Bam being more defensive, Christian Wood being more offensive. They're, they're like, bigger, more athletic, yep. or, like, long, mm-hmm. athletic... And they can they can space they can space out the floor because they you know they can move around. Yep. Like Bam could play defense on all five positions. Yeah, absolutely. Christian Wood could score on all five positions. Right. Like just just that well being put. that I long. Like that. that was well put. Yeah, being that long and being able to be that athletic is just a ridiculous combination of right. things. It's, all, that's, it's that's almost unguardable. Exactly. And it's just it's so good for team. You you can you instantly will blend with any team. Any team needs that kind of person. Because your traditional big man is just big, heavy, you know, rebounds. And then it kind of shifted into, oh, big men can shoot now. Yeah. But it was almost like it was it was a lot of still like big heavy guys that could just spread the floor and shoot. They could just spot up shoot mm-hmm. or just grab reboards. Exactly. Now this you got a guy who can drive, pull maybe even pull up mm-hmm. or do some sort of move. Kick it out. He can do everything. Right. It's just and yeah and like not that like not that big men that can do that haven't been seen before because I mean you know KD, Kevin Durant yeah AD LeBron's even that big I mean not that it hasn't been done before I'm just saying like they're a good prototype because they're not like super the you know insane all stars and it's, yeah. it's it's more attainable to be like a Bam Adebayo or like a Christian Wood yeah just realistically I, I guess saying it's. They're great players. Don't get me wrong. They absolutely are. And that's why I'm, like, praising them. 
So it, you should want to be like them. They're perfect. They fit into any team. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So they should be good. They should be good. All right. Let's. Uh, I'm going to say a name, and I want to. I want to know. I want you to tell me if you know who that is. Oh, okay. Do you know who Chris Boucher is? Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher. Sounds really familiar. Right. I'm pretty sure I know. If you were to tell me, I would figure it out. <laughs> this he is an absolute stud. I never. Heard oh, of on the guy. on the Raptors. Yes. 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 I I, I had never. He hasn't. Pl- I was. I never heard of him really much before. He hasn't played much. Uh, I went back and looked in like his first three years. He didn't play very much just because he injuries. A lot of G games. League. Yeah. Wasn't just wasn't getting much playing time. And then I'm watching a Raptors game, and this dude. I mean, he's built like Bull Bull. He's like just like that real skinny type. But Long. Yeah. Dude's good. Every when I've watched Raptors games, he's really good on defense. Yeah, his offense I don't I haven't seen as much. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's only played so little. Yeah, but his defense is really good. So I've been tracking his numbers all week because I've been fo- I've been basically just watching him and seeing you know what he can do. So four games this week, um, twenty points, eight rebounds, three blocks. Fifteen points, six rebounds, six blocks. Twenty five, ten, two blocks, shooting fifty percent from three, and then today. 21-10 with three blocks. He can basically do it all. Yeah. And he's... If, like, if you watch him play, he's not slow. He's a quicker guy. He has a good... Rele- he's a good shot. He can take shots off the dribble. He can obviously get rebounds. He's getting blocks. He's playing defense. He's good. He needs to get off the Raptors. The Raptors need to trade him. You think? Get more people or what? So the Raptors are bad right now. They're not... The Raptors are bad. They're done. They can blow it up. Yeah. Kyle Lowry's getting old. Pascal... Pascal... Fuck that guy. <laughs> Pascal Siakam? <laughs> yeah, that dude. I don't like him anyway. He's clearly not very good. He can't be the number one. Can't be... Well, he's he he's excellent as your second, third option. Right. But to run your team, you don't want that. Dude, and I'm watching him because, I mean, because I'm watching, I'm watching Raptors games. And <laughs> the memes are just like... I've always seen the memes that he just only does the spin move. It's right. <laughs> That's all he does. He's ass. I, do you see he had back-to-back games where he missed the game winner? This week? Well, I think the week before. He had back-to-back games where he missed the game-winning shot, and both of them he did a fucking spin move. He did just, like a spin move and like mid-range. Did he spin the same way? Uh, no, he didn't. He spun different ways. Oh. So, what? <laughs> Neither way worked. What are you telling me? You spin left, you spin right. It's not working. So he's clearly not very good. The Raptors aren't going anywhere. Blow it up. Chris Boucher is in his last year of his contract. They can trade and get something for him. There's plenty of teams would take him. This dude's a, this dude's absolutely needs to be on a contender. Someone needs to go Nets? after him. The who? The Nets? They have <laughs> anything to trade? Because that would help their defense out a lot. Yeah. But uh, that's probably that's an unrealistic place to go. Probably. I don't think I actually don't think he would help their defense. They have good off ball defense, good help defense. They don't have good like perimeter defenders. That's what they're missing. Yeah. They don't have anyone that can actually guard. They have people that can rim protect. That's that's the word. They have rim protectors. They don't have and they don't need to No, you know who you might who should probably go and get him? The Mavericks. Hmm. They don't play they don't play very good defense. And they they should be winning more games with the amount of points they can score with Luca and Kristaps. Yeah. And he's Boucher can obviously score too, but he could also help rim protect and play some good defense. I feel like they're they just like their bigs as is though. Like they, next they to the guy Porzingis and um, who's the, the big ass dude? Boban. I forget his name. See, I, I think I feel like they like them. If you got rid of Boban though, and you'd have Boucher, who can move around and go guard multiple positions, mm-hmm. and he could score because Boban doesn't score very much. I mean, unless it's yeah. just a standing under the rim dunk. Yeah. Okay, I can see it. I mean, I can see. I mean, if you, yeah, 
Boban, I feel like, could stay on the team. Good for team chemistry. They all really love him. Yeah, everybody so, loves I mean, yeah, Boban. Who doesn't love Boban? So, I mean, a guy you can definitely keep on your team and just, you know, be one of those, like, kind of background leaders. Yeah. A lot of dudes that do that. Yeah. Udonis Haslam's been doing it to the Heat for years. That was the last time I, like, I played. <laughs> what? Such a waste. Just, dude, just retire, man. Just be a coach. Yeah. Fine. Assistant coach. Like, it's okay. <laughs> you don't need to have a jersey on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke, but again, the, yeah. So they can do that. I, there's, I'm, I, I'll look more into it. There's somewhere he can go. Yeah, somewhere he can fit into. Someone that needs just a, a versatile big that can kind of do a lot of different things. Maybe the Warriors. Who that? They got a uh... Ubre, Wiggins. Okay, but their bigs are what they got. I mean, they got Draymond and Wiseman and who else? Wiseman. They got a uh, Kevin Looney. Oh. Come on, Looney. Yeah. Oh, really, any contender. That, he's a kind of player. Or any contender. Yeah, he's going to be helpful gonna, on any contender. He's going to fit on a lot of teams. Yeah. That's that's basically was the main main thing of my point. So look out for him. You should watch him if you haven't. He's really fucking good. Oh yeah. He's the best player on that team right now, in my opinion. But then again, Kyle Lowry top five. Dude, Kyle Lowry. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. He's every time I watch him. He's he's just really good. I don't know. He does a lot of stupid, like a lot of stuff that's just like, like he'll take charges or he'll just be an irritant. Yeah. So it's it'll and it helps team and then he just he'll pull up some just from three ten times and fucking make all. Of them. Especially in playoffs. Yeah, I don't. It, it's weird because I mean, you look at him and like his size and what like what he looks like and he's like you shouldn't be this good but he is. Yeah. So know. to like to give it a little background, we always me me him and his brother. Me, Dylan, and his brother. We talk about like top five or top five guards, top five point guards, basically, and try and fit the top five. And we've kind of just come to the conclusion that there's like 20 point guards that can be top five. But you can only put five on the top right, five. Right, that's it's what so I'm hard. Like there, it's we're always talking about something new, like some new guard that's like going off. And it was in the bubble last year. And it was like, how do you count any of these guys out? Yeah, the guard position is so ridiculously competitive. Like J- Jamal Murray, what is he? The eleventh. That, if he's the eleventh, like that's exactly. a good league. Yeah, it's it's insane, and it's because it, it's just because the guard size is like uh, it's a more attainable height. It's a more realistic height for a person. There's a lot more. There's a lot more undersized six, guards now. Yeah, that that are. Well, smart. I just mean like like the human population in general. There's a lot more people that are six zero to six five than there are six five and above, yeah. which are going to be your not guards, roughly. Yeah. So because there's so many more people, it's so much more competitive. That's why you have so many. This guard, this game is dominated by guards. And they're, they're like as time goes on, we get more like drills and more fundamentals to where like those kind of guys they can't just rely on their size so they have to work on all these different yeah. ways to score and get around mm-hmm. people and do all these things right. instead of relying on size and talent a lot of the time yeah exactly they just they they literally have to do all of, they have to do everything yeah. they have to work on their game and perfect it as a craft it's ridiculous I'm gonna talk about the Sixers too Sixers that was thing yeah I, uh, I, I was should have said yes to that tra- Harden trade. <laughs> no, I like the Sixers as is. There's, I was going to bring it up last week, yeah. but I forgot about it. So they got this guy, Shake Milton. Yeah. He's a shooting guard. Mm-hmm. He's good. Yeah. He's shooting at a high clip. He's an isolation score. He's, he, he can, he's scoring off the dribble, which is something the Sixers don't have. They've yeah. never had. Yeah, they have more just go to the rim or just catch and shoot. Yeah, they, exactly. They didn't have like someone that, they didn't have just isolation dribble score. And 
I feel like that's maybe why they paid Tobias Harris. Maybe that's why they thought he what, or what they thought he was going to become. He has and been he, playing good, right? He, he is that kind of player, and it's nice. And it's uh, it's I, I like I like the combo of them too right now. Yeah, because you have Shake Milton who can you know score on a lot of different guards, and Tobias Harris, a bigger guy, he can kind of score on when he's got the, got the mismatch on bigger men. So. I feel like they are two important pieces that the Sixers have been missing. I guess not; they haven't been missing Tobias Harris, but the guard spot—that—that's one they've been missing. They played that game where they had a bunch of players missing from Rona, and Tyrese Maxey is one of the guys the Rockets asked for in the trade, and he's—he's he's another guard, and he was doing those kinds of things. He's got a mean floater, so I mean they could develop him into one of those too. Yeah, so they, they could have—they could have some scary depth. They—I I, good team in the East. Oh yeah, like, wouldn't be surprised if they beat the Nets this no. year. Them, them or the Bucks could definitely. I think the Celtics too. I just I think the East. I think any of those team, those four teams. I think any of those teams could beat any of those teams. I think they can not, all beat each other. Not real hot on the Celtics right now. No, I don't. Dude, I don't Jason know. Tatum's been playing just yeah. insane. And they he's, just lost by thirty to the Knicks. Yeah, it's regular. <laughs> yeah, it's regular season. I get that, right. but I just I don't know. It's hard to count. It's hard for me to count them out because they. If they can find a way so to, much. I don't think they have a shot to beat the Nets. But if they can find a way to get to the conference finals and not have to play the Nets, then maybe. Okay. You think they... Okay. I think they have no shot against the Nets. Uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, I think they do. I think... They might have the leading shot, in my opinion. I think they're going to do something... Cr- I think they're going to be in just a lot better this year than they have been. They're going to take a big lead. Wow, you took a 180 on yeah. Jason Tatum. That's absolutely. crazy. I absolutely <laughs> have, dude. I just... I don't know, man. I don't know what it... I don't know what it was. I, I know exactly why I didn't like him, but like this year, he's just... I, don't know, I just feel like we're just going to see this guy elevate to yeah. a different level. To I think he's going to put himself here. He he could put himself in like a top the top eight conversation. There's only eight people allowed on that. I think he could put himself in the conversation. Okay. Because again, he but he's he's a he's a, a two way player. He plays offense and defense, and that's a big thing for me personally. Yeah. I mean, I look at defense all the time. A lot of people don't want to actually look at defense, but. You love you love defense in all sports. Yeah, I do. Absolutely, I'm a big defensive guy. Defense is underrated. I that they should stop skewing rules for offense and you know give that defense a little help. Give the defense some help. Honestly, I just said it. There's a thousand ways to play offense, and there's one way to play defense. Give yeah. this man some. Give these men some help. Yeah, defense is fun to watch when it's a solid defense. It's not just fucking leaving dudes open all the time. Yeah, man. Who doesn't like to see clamps and blocks? Yeah, it's good stuff. Fuck you, casual fans. <laughs> All right, we're hitting that forty-five minute mark. You got anything else you want to say? Any other topics you want to bring up? I got a baseball topic. <laughs> just hit me with it. I just, I, I just want to talk about I, the the Lindor trade. Oh. The, so, despite this hat, I am a, a diehard Cleveland Indians fan. True. And it's just it's it's real hard to be after all these years because they just get these players. They. They bring them up, they develop them really well, and they're, they're really good. And then they just trade them away because they will not pay them. They they only will go for a World Series if it's dudes they develop. They will not pay anybody. And I just, Francisco Lindor is my favorite baseball player. And this guy, he's the perfect guy you would want to be the face of your franchise and the perfect guy you'd want to pay $300 million to for your franchise. Because he's just... Works hard. He works good in the community. He's obviously a great baseball player. He loves the game. You see him having fun like out there. and it's He's like a great example for people that are young. And if they see him, they're like, oh, I want to be cool and you know play that game like him. Which the MLB has a problem with getting new fans as it is. 
Yeah. But the, and the Indians, just, they just, it just sucks because they won't pay their guys. I mean, it's happened. They got rid of Bauer. They got rid of Lindor. Kluber's older, but they got rid of him. They got rid of Brantley. They got rid of Kibnis. CeCe Sabathia, Cliff Lee, Manny Ramirez. They get rid of everybody. They never signed anybody. And it's so frustrating. Because especially this time, it hurt the most because Lindor is just... He's the best. He's been your favorite player. Yeah, Paul. Oh, he's so good, and he's he's just so fun to watch. It just sucks. You guys probably can't see it because uh, you got that hat on that covers your eyes. He's tearing up right now. He's upset. I'm upset. <laughs> I'd be upset too. It's just I, I know there's not a ton of baseball fans, which the MLB needs to work on because it's a great game. But I just it sucks. But it's gonna be cool to see the Mets be really good. So that'll be cool, and I hope I hope. Lindor does well there. Another part of the trade that sucks is that they got nothing for him. So they didn't pay him the money. They got nothing for it. They got like three like okay prospects, not even their best prospects. And we had to give away one of our starters, which it's just like, why? Why do this? I don't understand. Like, commit, just pay your players, man. Just pay the guys that you want to make your team good. All right, there's my baseball rant. You're good, man. That was beautiful. Clearly, I'm very passionate about that. I did like it, actually. Yeah, it's just... It, I've heard you talk about this before. You just went off, though, man. God, it it's got to be tough being a fan. I think that was well said. Yeah. I think that's a good way to wrap up, too. On a, so. on a... Yeah. Like a sad but precious moment into Dylan's life. <laughs> no, I'll cut that bullshit out. We don't talk baseball here. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>